Hi, Evers and Nevers, and welcome back to SGE with SNG. I'm Gail. And I'm Sam. And today we are going to discuss Chapter 5 Boys Ruin Everything. So, that title, it's just getting straight to the point, isn't it? I mean, straight to the author's point. It's not necessarily what we believe, but anyway, so I was actually curious after reading it. Gail, what do you think about the Everboys? Because the description, wait, let me read it. It's so... The, the description is so, Where like... Is Here we are. I don't know. It's very... Um, oh, my God. So, the west doors flew open to 60 gorgeous boys in sword fight. Okay. Sun-kissed... Gorgeous boys. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Sun-kissed skin peeked through light blue sleeves and stiff collars. Tall navy boots matched high-cut waistcoats and knotted slim ties. Each embroidered with a single gold initial. I do like the waistcoats and ties, very classy. Wait, one thing. It says sun-kissed skin. Does that mean, like, no one's pale? Yeah, I guess. I then, feel... <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, personally I'm, not, I'm not a male, just so you know. But, um, I feel... I'm pale. Well, why is everyone tan? No one's, I mean, like... <laughs> I mean, not everybody can tan. Like, I can't tan. Well, I kind of tan, I guess. But. Sorry. But anyway, continuing with the, um, description... Re- this is like discrimination. No, it's really not. <laughs> As the boys playfully crossed blades, their shirts came untucked from tight beige breeches, <laughs> revealing slender waists and flashes of muscle. Sweat glistened on glowing faces as they thrust down the aisle, boots cracking on marble, until swiftly the sword fight climaxed, boys pinning boys against pews. In the last chorus of movement, they drew roses from their shirts and with a shout of milady, threw them to the girls who most caught their eye. Matrix found herself with enough roses to plant a garden. It is, but it's kind of strange. It's It's just very objective, especially the rose throwing. I really don't like that. The rose throwing. I appreciate like romance and love at first sight, and and I feel like wait for it. Based on looks, I find that slightly um, shallow. And the shirts coming untucked. Wait, look up, Sam, look up how to say britches. It is britches, I swear. Look. Make Siri say it. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, it's just, it seems, it seems a little, <sighs> like Sam said, objectifying. Breaches. That says it's the United Kingdom. Wait, let's see. Breaches. <laughs> Breaches. Breaches. Okay, wait, let's hear it. Breaches. Breaches. Wait, you heard what, it here. What was the UK? Okay, ready? Breaches. Okay, so it turns out I said it wrong. I apologize. Breaches. 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 So, um, we didn't really say this part yet. So, they're in the Theater of Breaches. Tales. <laughs> Stop, Sam. They're in the Theater of Tales, which is where it's like the orientation. Yeah. Little catcher from last time. They were leaving to go to basically the new student... Or no, they're all new students, to the school orientation in the School for Good in the Theater of Tales. So that's where they are right now. And um, I really like the description of how someone Chinani describes the Theater of Tales, basically with, like, the crystal freezes. Freezes. I'm pretty sure it's freezes, but I can look that up, too. We're learning new words. No, I'm kidding. I knew that word, obviously. Freeze. Okay, let's see. Okay, ready? How to pronounce free frez. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's a minute video. Oh my gosh. 
Well, this better be good. Freeze. <laughs> okay, we were right. It's freeze. It's freeze. And so, but then also another thing. It says they're decorated with pink and blue pews on the good students. So it's very, it's going with the whole thing of like, pink is girls, blue is boys. Just a little very sexist. Yeah, or not? It's just something class. It's like it's just putting students into groups. Yeah, boxes, I suppose. But like, and then on the other side, the evil students are just—it's like all black, black. Yeah. So then back to Sophie. So what does she think when she first sees the good girls? Well, to quote from the book, one look at the good girls' glossy hair. Dazzling smiles, chic pink dresses, and she knew she had found her sisters. If the fairies wouldn't rescue her, surely her fellow princesses would. So then she basically tries to get their attention. She's still clinging to, like, the whole idea that she is good and they just put her in the wrong place. And then Agatha's like, oh, oh my gosh. Like, she hugs her and she's really, she's like, oh, I'm so glad to see you again. And then Sophie says, hi, nice to see you. Give me your clothes. So, right, I feel like that sums up their relationship right now. Agatha, the one who's, like, the one who's in good, but Sophie still thinks is evil, is the one who's, like, happy to see Sophie, and then Sophie, who thinks that Sophie's the one who should be in good, she's the one that's kind of like, okay, no time for... No time for being nice. Mm-hmm. And she's just, like, straight to the point. Right. Which, actually, something interesting to point out, I feel like now Sophie's kind of over the the thought that Agatha's bad. Right, evil. I agree. She's just kind of in the... In the... She's just kind of mindset in denial. That, I don't really know what she's doing. She's just existing. Right now, point. she doesn't care about Agatha right now. Right now, it's just she's... She, Sophie, is good. And, like, everyone else, you know, whatever. Agreed. But then, basically, Sophie wants Agatha's clothes, disguise herself as good, basically. But, I mean, it doesn't work like that. You can't just switch clothes with someone. Right. And they'll think that you're that person. And, like, it also won't change your personality. For example, if I changed clothes with some celebrity... It doesn't mean that I would look the same as they did. Like, clothes don't make the person. Yeah. And then, oh, actually, I kind of take back what I said. Because Sophie says, I need to be in your school and you need to be in mine. But I feel like she doesn't really think that Agatha's evil. No, Sophie's just just holding on to her last She just wants to be in good. She just doesn't, I mean, it's got to be hard if you've been planning your whole life around this one central objective, and you're so close, but you miss it. And then your friend gets there. And then your friend gets there instead. And then, and your friend doesn't even want to be there. Yeah. Oh, so she's, like, kind of having, so she's work. she's, I mean, she hasn't really been working, but she's been waiting for her life to come to, like, this school or whatever, right. and then she doesn't get in, but her friend gets in, and her friend doesn't even want to be there. Okay, so now I feel like I can kind of relate to Sophie a bit, like, in her feeling jealousy, but... I mean, she's not jealous, though. She's just... Like, I don't know, it's strange. It's it's almost as if she just doesn't know how to feel. I mean, she just genuinely has 
She's just focused on one thing, which is getting into good. So what you're saying, Sophie has um no social, no social. What's it called? She has no social awareness. Sophie has no social awareness. That's unfortunate. But she kind of actually doesn't. Yeah, she doesn't really. Like you heard in the a couple episodes ago, as one of her good deeds. She put a mirror in the church so people could, like, when they left the church, they could look their best. It was in the church bathroom. Like, church bathroom, that's what I mean. But, I mean, that's kind of a little weird. Wait, but it's interesting that they talk about there being a church, because this is in an alternate universe, basically, that is magical, but there's still gods? Well, there's still gods or god, I don't know. In Wait, case, I'm trying to think back. In, sorry. Um, in fairy tales, was there, is there ever a god? I mean, if it's like a religious fairy tale. They get tale. married. Um, do they get married, like Ariel, does she get married at a church? I don't think, oh. I think they just kind of show her coming out of the Oh yeah, building, she gets married on like a boat or something. I'm with, sorry, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like religion's kind of just a background theme. Or just a back, not even it's a not theme. It's not a theme, it's just in the back. It's just there. It's because a it's like expected to be there, I guess yeah, you could that's say. True. I don't pardon me, I don't know. Now I'm confused. Yeah, I don't know. We'll get back to it next episode. We'll look up stuff. We'll research that. Anyways, so basically, like we were saying, Agatha's like, Well, I miss my family. She's kind of feeling she's feeling normal human emotions. Whereas yeah. Sophie's like, um, my dress, please. So that was a little, that showed their, where their feelings lie, I guess. So Indeed. Sophie really does not care about her family. But I mean, she kind of has good reasons. She has reasons. She has, she has reasons, but I mean, do, are they, are they all that good? Are they legitimate reasons? I don't know. I mean... They're pretty legitimate reasons, like, with her mom and all that kind of stuff, and with her dad cheating. They're pretty good reasons. Yeah, Because, I like agree. she said, she thought that Honora, like, had been with her dad the whole time. Right. Well, continuing, then, um, then we have the sword fighting part, which we already discussed. Sword fighting. Okay. And then... Basically, and then after the roses are thrown and whatnot, um, one more prince walks in. Oh, oh, with, here's the um, hair a halo of celestial gold. Eyes celestial? Is... Celestial. Oh, I thought you said celestial. <laughs> Eyes blue as a cloudless sky, skin the color of hot desert sand. He glistened with a noble sheen, as if his blood ran purer than the rest. <laughs> okay, so first... The What's one thing, a wait, wait, sheen? stop. Yeah, noble Do sheen is a just a little sheen? gross sounding, but skin the color of hot desert sand. So I looked that up, and it's orange. <laughs> so. And then continuing, basically, Agatha just sees Sophie go, like goggling at Tedros, and she's just. At this point, she, everyone is. Yeah, like, who couldn't resist kinda, the. The noble sheen. <laughs> I mean, a noble sheen. Now that is a noble sheen. <laughs> but anyway, continuing. So basically the orientation wait, wait, wait. starts. Noble sheen. Is that like 
your sweat is noble? I, I don't know. I kind of love this. It sounds I feel like, like makeup, you know? It. It's like the new noble. product from Sephora. Noble Sheen. And you're like, okay. But like, you know. You probably oh no, I don't okay, know. Okay, let's see. Is there anything like a highlighter? What? Yeah, it the doesn't heck like a is highlighter. A noble sheen. Like, I think he's just Sam. Look it up. Shining nobly, <laughs> as one does. He's that's but, like okay. okay my Wi Fi is not working. I, I want to see what comes up. You know, just out of curiosity. Noble sheen. Oh, I hope it's not like weird. What the heck is a noble sheen? Well, noble well sheen the is light. well the oh, Google no. works. What yeah. happens next, Sam? Well, basically, the orientation starts. Finally, after the... After all this noble sheen. So, so the, much all the male, sheen. they have, like, their whole entrance. Noble and then the sheen. ever girls are just, like, in the mix. Yeah. And also evil. So it's, they don't it's have kind noble of showing sheen. that... <laughs> it's kind of showing that the ever boys... Are, like, superior to kind everyone. Kind of have a... Pr- like, they're preferred. Yeah. They're privileged. Yeah, they're privileged. Anyway, continuing. So finally the orientation starts, leaving the noble sheen in the dust. <laughs> okay. And so basically the orientation is hosted by the, this two-headed dog. So one head is rabid, drooling, and male, and the other head is cuddly and cute. And no one knows if it's male or female, but apparently it's in charge. So the nice head is Pollux, and the... Not so nice head or the um, rabid drooling and male head is called caster, because like they're they're kind of they're like iconic I guess in all these stories. Well, caster and Pollux are from mythology. Yeah, that one's kind of weird because they're the they're from mythology, but then these other things are like Grimm's brothers or whatever. You know what I mean? No. Explain. So, like, they're from mythology, which is different from fairy tales. Uh Uh-huh. But then they're in the fairy tale book. Okay. I don't know. Oh, I understand. Okay, so my search for Noble Sheen has just loaded. And, guys, let me tell you, according to Google, Tedros must look like a pillow. Because the first three photos of Noble Sheen under the category Noble Sheen are pillows in various geometric patterns. One has flowers on it. And then later come a couple of pictures of rugs. And they have like silvery. The pillows have oh, like yes. the silvery pillows are silvery. Sheen. They have silvery sheen. Then some shoes. Then like just a bunch Something, of random nothing stuff. that looks like Tedros. I don't see Tedros anywhere. I do see um dare I say Burnt desert, or no, what was it? Warm desert sand? This rug sure sure looks like some burnt <laughs> desert sand. It's definitely orange. <laughs> yeah, but Wait, so moving on quickly, um, basically all the, they're in the, tr- they're in the room or whatever, and then Castor and Pollux are, say, oh, we have pure good and pure evil students here, like nothing in between. And then they bring up, the students bring up Sophie and Agatha, and they're like, oh, Ours does this. Ours ate a fairy. Ours. But did Agatha really eat a fairy? Yeah, didn't she? I think we should. And then basically, they, they're kind of like (laughs) complaining about them, and then, 
and then Pollock says, do not question the schoolmaster's selection, and explains that they are basically readers, because they grow up reading the fairy tales instead of being in them. Right. And they're from woods beyond, which is Gavaldon, they're basically outside the magic woods. And so they explain a bit more of that, and then they bring up also bring up the thing that evil hasn't won in 200 years. Yeah. So in fairy tales, evil's never won. It's always, like, good. So right. that kind of... Apparently good hasn't won in 200 years. Did you say no, that? No, evil hasn't won. I mean evil, yeah. Yeah. Good that's, has won every single thing. So that that brings... That's a theme, like, True. that evil's not winning. Yeah. And then the Nevers throw food, shoes, and everything else at Evers. And then... Sophie feels embarrassed because she thinks that Tedros is going to lump her in with the rest of these hooligans. But then, oh, he's staring right at her. So then she ducks back down. Which is and very unlike her. Yeah. Shy? Sophie? What? <laughs> Crazy. Never. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, then Castor and Pollux, after this nice little fight... They talk about, well, Pollux says, Students, all of you has, have only one concern here. Do the best work you can. The finest of you will become princes and warlocks, knights and witches, queens and sorcerers. Or a troll or a pig if you stink, Castor spat. Because there's a thing called mogriffs, where they turn the students into plants and animals. Like we talked about in the Gallery of Good, like right. how the jack, the beanstalk, or the Beanstalk and Jack and the Beanstalk used to be a kid. So that's for, like, the lowest-ranked students or right. the students who don't do well in school. Mm-hmm. And then they have the leaders who are the high ones who, like, not the, who are, like, the ranked highly. Yeah. And they do, they become the princes, princesses, queens, and, e, like, the villains. And then right. there's henchmen for the evil people. So they're the mid-ranked. And then um, helpers for the good. You yeah. are the mid-ranked for the good. Right. Well, anyways, then Castor continues discussing the rules, and Sophie just tunes it out and instead looks at Tedros and continues to um, wax poetic about his heavenly tan skin, light stubble, and clear skin, and how every last gold hair fell into place, and that he has... White teeth in perfect rows. So he's also sweating. Soman has a thing for like this noble sheen. <laughs> he really does. So it is. It's sweating. He's yeah, sweating. He is sweating. That's the point. The sweat like, is the noble sheen. Yeah. But he was sweating. Tedros before. is always sweating. I don't understand. So he was sweating before he did the sword play. Is he? He's just a sweaty Maybe boy. Maybe he's just a sweaty boy. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. <laughs> Maybe he's just sweaty. You know. I mean, that's not bad. We have a lot of special people. Well, it's just human, you know? Mm-hmm. You don't believe me? I think it is. There are plenty of sweaty people. You can't see me, but I'm I'm rolling my eyes. Does he just sweat by being there? Is he, like, too hot for everyone else? He- well, he is burning desert sand, you know? I mean, how could I not remember? <laughs> anyway. Um... Basically, what are we talking about? Let's see. So then he just continues discussing like the school curriculum, leaders trained to fight their future nemesis. Castor and Pollock, that yeah, is. Castor not and Pollock. Tedros. Not Tedros. Tedros is too busy. Um, 
chilling. Thanks. <laughs> Having Sophie Sweating. staring at him. I don't know. Um, yeah, anyway, so now there's, like, an important part about future tracks or ranking. So for every test or challenge, you're, like, ranked within your classes, so you know exactly where you stand. There are 120 students in each school. Whoa. And we have divided you into six groups of 20 for your classes. After each challenge, you'll be ranked from 1 to 20. Great. Then... So basically, at the end of the year, or how many years in the school? Three years, right? Yeah. Yeah, the school is for three years, but then every four years, kids are taken. Anyway. And anyone who receives three 20s in a row, in a row, in a row, will be failed. So, basic, did that, probably immediate Magrath. So basically, the whole ranking thing is like, there's a leaderboard, and like Sam said, basically your names are there. And then, is it divided evenly into three parts? I'm not sure. Is what divided evenly? The leaderboard. So, like, is oh, one-third no. Magrath? Because oh, I feel yeah, like there aren't, there aren't that... Wait. Are there that many leaders? No. If you are ranked in the top five in your group consistently, you will end up on the leader track. Well, in the Ever Never Handbook, there aren't that many leaders, but that's because they just focus on the ones from the books. Well, it says to the top up. five, so that's, so like, one quarter. True. Okay, yeah. So one quarter of the people then are leaders. it's probably largely henchmen, because usually two or three henchmen are assigned per leader, and then Mogriffs is like... One. One or two, probably two. Yeah, I mean, anyway. you don't want your school yeah. to have, like, a ton of Mogriffs. Yeah. Doesn't really make people feel great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, no. Who <laughs> wants... You just have one leader and the rest are Mogriffs. Oh my gosh, that'd, be, that'd sad. be so sad. Wait, are the teachers... Would the teachers be leaders? Yeah, because their quest, you can be assigned to work at school. That can be your quest. True. Foreshadowing. We Foreshadowing. won't spoil. We won't spoil. Um, if you've read the books, then you know what we're talking about. Yay. But, like, I don't know. Yeah. Is Lady Lesso... See, I don't understand she, She's probably a leader because she's really smart. I mean, I think all No, the but then they're helping. Or maybe they're helping the schoolmaster or something. I no, feel like for good like... it makes sense because they're helpers, but for evil they're henchmen. Like I don't know. Yeah, well, then they go on to discuss the theater of tales and the circus of talents. Which are basically, they're basically just, like, um, they're events. So, where you basically, like, high-ranking students, I guess, get chosen to compete. And the theater of tales is always in the, the school... That wins, that wins the circus, circus of talent, talents. so it's in good, yeah. and it has been for the past two hundred years. Yeah, and then, and so that kind of makes the evil children mad, because because they never, they probably never will have all, have it, and then, then someone from the Rena from the school for good, she was the one. She was going to be Agatha's roommate, roommate but, yeah, then, she but left. then she left. I yeah. think she's rooming with Beatrix. So she says, are the groom rooms open yet? And so then, all of a sudden, all the Evers look awake. That's what the book says. And they're like, oh my gosh. So the now groom room. Now like burning desert sand, too. <laughs> <laughs> so this is like a little ex- explanatory comment by Pollux that just explains to the people who are reading the book, because for sure... That Evers know all about them because I mean, I feel like that's I mean, a big, it's a big part. So Pollock sighed. Groom rooms in the Good Towers are only available to Evers ranked in the top half of their class on any given day. 
Rankings will be posted on the groom room doors and throughout the castle. So, and then it also says, please do not abuse Alba, Albemarle if he's behind on posting them. So, also, the part about abusing Albemarle, who's like the... He's the woodpecker. He's the woodpecker that... He pecks people's names into the class like, list. Dude, the, it's it's sad cool. that the good students need to be reminded that when they're the whole yeah. pure thing. But anyways, so yeah, so the groom room... Sophie's really pumped about that, and then she asks, so do the... Never. Uh, never. Groom rooms. And they're like, no, no, you have doom rooms where you get beaten and tortured. Honestly, I would love to go to the groom room. I mean, I know, like, since we did the episode when I took the quiz and I was evil and Gail was good, honestly, I think evil should have groom rooms. I mean, that'd be pretty sick. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Did, did I say anything? Yeah, um, <laughs> but, I mean, honestly, that would be so nice. So then they have six... Pollux... Pollux is, like, explaining everything. So you have six classes that you have to take, and then the seventh class is Surviving Fairy Tales, which is basically you learn how to survive in a fairy tale in the Blue Forest. Mm -hmm. So then they're kind of... They're just talking about stuff, and then basically Pollux... Yeah, Pollock just explains more. You can't go into the woods after dark. Yada, and then, yada, yada. And then Sophie says, how do we see the schoolmaster? And everyone's like, what the heck are you talking about? Right. So what happens, Sam? Well, school. they say don't see, well. Students don't see the schoolmaster. School, yeah. And both, well, okay. The twin-headed dog jumped off the stage and landed a foot from her, Agatha, splashing her with drool. Both heads glared into Agatha's eyes, wearing the same ferocious expression. It wasn't clear who was who. You don't, they growled. And honestly, that's just so interesting. It's like being prohibited from seeing the principal of your school. The schoolmaster is kind of like a god in a weird way. I feel like, yeah, I agree. Are they going to church anyway, to worship so the... <gasps> Conspiracy. No, <laughs> anyway, so then fairies whisk Agatha to the east door, and she tries to give Sophie a rose petal that says "Bridge, 9 p.m." But Sophie doesn't see it because she's looking at Tedros. Wait, we forgot to mention Agatha what? caught the Tedros's rose. Oh my god, that was a huge thing. Sorry. That, so when Tedros threw his rose, Sophie was like knocking people over to try to get it, but then it basically just fell into Agatha's hand. Wait, let's try to find it. So oh. everyone wants Tedros to be like, Oh my god, here we are. And Agatha's the only one who doesn't want him, who doesn't like him, and she's the one that gets the rose by accident. So that okay. was a huge part, sorry. No, wait, let's read it. Agatha saw Sophie move too late. She ran after her, but Sophie dashed into the aisle, leapt over the pink pews, lunged for the rose, and caught a wolf instead. As it dragged Sophie back to her side, she locked eyes with the boy who took in her fair face, then her horrid black robes, and cocked his head, baffled. Then he saw Agatha, agog in pink, his rose plopped in her open palm and recoiled in shock. And then, then Beatrix, so all th like, it just like reels him in. It empathizes the whole look, looks right. Like you need. They to place have good so much looks. importance yeah. on looks. Anyway, back to the end. Sophie misses Wrapping Agatha's note, and then, then Agatha realizes that Agatha wants her friend, but Sophie doesn't want a friend. Sophie wants a prince. And that's so they're never going to be able to get through this together. So read the last line. You, she just summed it up, but uh, I mean... Right then and there, the problem smashed Agatha in the face, the one that had plagued them all along. For as the two girls were pulled to their opposing towers, their opposing desires couldn't have been clearer. 
Agatha wanted her only friend back, but a friend wasn't enough for Sophie. Sophie had always wanted more. Sophie wanted a prince. It's kind of like a slap in the face to Agatha. Yeah, it really is. And that's how the chapter ends. But wait, there's more. So, um, recently, Soman showed the cover of... Book six. Book six. And if you haven't seen it, like, there are no... Are there spoilers? No spoilers, I don't think. It's just pictures. I thought it was really pretty. It's really cool. But anyway, for our next episode, we want to do, like, a school... Um, a book six theories and stuff. So we thought it'd be pretty cool if you guys sent in voice messages telling us about theories you think are interesting that you want to hear us discuss. And also you can email us at sge with sng at gmail.com. And if you use Anchor, you can send voice messages. And this special episode was suggested by Gretchen, if you remember that we shouted her out a couple episodes ago. Yeah, so we're So super, thank you, Gretchen. Yes, thank you. And we're super excited to do this episode. It should be really cool. We love to hear from you guys. So again, email us at SGU with SNG. It'll be in the bio and also it's spoilers just so you know oh yeah and we'll mention that before the podcast yes so don't worry but then also if you have anchor like gail said you can just use voice message so email or voice message we love to hear from you we're super excited and yeah i'm gail i'm sam and this has been sge with snG bye